what I would say to that is being very, very open and honest in this time and just say, this is where I'm at. And I guess I had three Snickers and I don't know what guy came over me. And we get down to the root of maybe your body is missing some minerals. Maybe we, you know, we don't, we don't address it. We can't get to the root. So really that root of the relationship with yourself, being honest with yourself, your body always keeps the score that tracking when you're tracking and that app does it. That's just a little piece for the coaches to help, but your body keeps the score. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Megan Hardy and founder of Fitness Uncharted, which is a women's health and fitness coaching company designed to help women lose body fat, build lean muscle, improve their metabolism and feel empowered on their health and fitness journey. And today I'm here with one of my very motivating and inspiring coaches, Coach Christy, and we're going to be talking about all things guilt today. So food guilt, social guilt, mom guilt. Um, what other guilts do we have, Christy? All I the just guilt. want to say, <laughs> I want to go <clears throat> buckle up because it's going to be some hard truths. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. And love, tough love. Love. And hard yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first, I think let's just jump into, um, you know, even just the food and social guilt. Cause I know that we have had some clients recently, you actually just did a live training in our free Facebook group about this last week, which is um, partly what inspired this podcast episode. Um, Talking about, you know, some of your clients who it's like, they were really struggling with the food and social guilt of, I think we, when we become more aware of our food, and that's what often happens when clients even start a program where you're starting to pay attention to your health and fitness, your awareness is higher. So then your guilt often tends to go Mm -hmm. higher too, just because you've become now more aware, which the awareness is a really good thing, but it can very easily swing over into food guilt or feeling guilty when you're doing social things like, you know, going out with your friends or just going to a restaurant with your family, like, and that's not a healthy a healthy mindset. So I would love for you to even speak from your experience working with clients and personally, um, like what are some of the food and social guilt things that you've come across recently? Yeah. So, um, first I want to say it it does. I want to say it aches my heart. It aches my heart when I hear uh, my clients say, well, I was, I had my, you know, dinner with my husband for our third year anniversary. We went out of town and I just felt guilty the whole time I was at the restaurant because I knew that it, the food I was eating wasn't going to fit into my macros. And it's like, oh, this journey is not about being so obsessed with your fitness goals that you miss to enjoy your husband and your anniversary and your surroundings. Like this is supposed to just be an additive, right? Like it's, it's, we're here to make, you want to be the best version of you. You're just trying to get healthier. And when you're on a routine on your weekly basis, and you've got those foundations, right? You've got those steps, you know, that lower, you know, that lower uh, steady state, even cardio steps, whatever you do for your activity, right? And you have your protein, that's more important calories in check, and you're getting your workouts in and you've got your water with you and everything's good. When you go to have fun, go have fun, like go have fun, right? Um, So- it is. It's it's almost like a borderlines obsession. And that's what I want when people when it gets to that point, it's like let's reel it back in because we need to celebrate really that you've laid a foundation. It's good that you're aware that you're sitting there with your husband and you don't eat a whole cheesecake and going, Oh, I'm celebrating, <laughs> right? Like it that's good, but 
when your joy gets lost, now you're being robbed. Now you've stepped over the line and you're being robbed of life. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's such a fine line, like that balance of, yeah, you don't want to go out to dinner for even your anniversary. It's like, yeah, if you eat the whole, whole cheesecake, like right. you're probably not going to feel so good, but like have a slice or two. It's your anniversary. Have fun and don't like think twice about it. And it's like, I love that you said the steal your joy part because yeah. I'm like, that is so true. And there's like, there's that way to find balance. But also the other thing that I like to point out is if you're, if you're stressing over your food and stressing over your, you know, this and having this like insane guilt, that's causing so much more stress, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot too, for your fat loss and weight loss goals, because having like your body doesn't know the difference. Stress is stress with your body. Like it does not know you have that increase in cortisol from the stress of, of, you know, your food guilt versus running from a bear. Like your body doesn't know the difference between those two. And so like just keeping yourself in this chronically elevated stress state because of your thoughts about food is actually shooting yourself in the foot for your fitness goals. So it's like, like really, I think it starts with your thoughts, like starting there being so important. It, it, it's it, your thoughts, your mental health is just as important as your physical health, right? So you can't get in physical shape, but then mentally be so obsessed that you can't even enjoy the rest of your life. You know, you can't enjoy vacations. And I'm hoping, you know, if I say this, that this will put some people at ease and it, and I'm saying this honestly, Honestly, so we'll put some people at ease and it, and not to take advantage of it, and run with it. But I have also had clients that have had uh, binge problems where they have binging episodes and it still doesn't, it still doesn't affect, it doesn't take them down. So sitting there having one meal is not going to hurt you. Like it's, it's not, especially when you've done the hard work and your metabolism is at its optimum level. That's part of the prize that you get for doing this, right? Is being able to go and enjoy yourself. I also had another client who uh, went to Egypt um, and she was there for two weeks and they didn't have, there was a lot of food choices there. So they had an American KFC and a McDonald's and she lived on that for two weeks. And she actually did, I mean, nothing changed. She didn't put on a, a pound, an inch, like nothing. Like, you know what I mean? And Amazing. she didn't stress about it either. She accepted it. I'm here. This is what I've got to work with. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Amazing. And I really, there is something to be said about like how your body responds when you are even like enjoying food with people and you're enjoying that time, like even chemically what goes on in your body, like it's such a different thing than like, you know, cowering in your closet, eating a cake, like literally your physiology, how your body yep. responds to that and uses that. Like the fact that she was in Egypt and enjoying herself and not worrying about it and, you know, being stress-free and just making the best choices that she could a hundred percent contributed to the fact that she came back and was able to maintain and actually, I think lose a couple pounds, right? Like, yeah, was, she did. Yeah, yeah she did. Is... It was pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. 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 And then, the, I mean, the other thing we've talked about too, some recently is the, um, the diet, uh, um, mental dieting where like the other thing that can go along with the food guilt piece is the mental diet where people aren't hitting their actual diet. They're like, they're not actually following through with, if they, maybe you're in a cut 
or you're supposed to be quote unquote, supposed to be dieting, but you're not hitting those goals. But mentally you're stressing over the fact that you should be dieting and you know, you're not, or you should be doing something that you know, you're not. And literally you're, it's like, you're, everyone's mentally dieting all the time. It's like, sometimes it's like, okay, maybe we should just eat back at maintenance for a while. Maybe we should not track food for a while or do like way less tracking or find some happy balance because you're just stressing. You're not, you're still not doing the thing that you know you should be doing, but you're mentally thinking about dieting this whole time. Yep. And I, and I, I think that this all roots back down to the fact that we have to, we have to get back into ourselves and and know that this first starts with a true relationship with ourselves. Um, because I want to say this, I, I know that this goes on. I have gone through this in my journey myself, but I also feel like there are clients who they want a coach to push them, right? That's why they, that's why they sign up. They want that. But then they also will feel so much guilt, maybe even in their subconscious that they really want a Snickers bar. They really want this, this, but, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. The next thing they know, they find themselves in the closet, binge eating, not telling anybody. The truth is that's not hurting me. That's not hurting any of the coaches. That's hurting you because it roots back down to your relationship with you, right? Mm. It all comes down to, you know, you're in that closet, you know how you feel. So what I would say to that is being very, very open and honest in this time and just say, this is where I'm at. And I, yes, I had three Snickers and I don't know what guy came over me. And we get down to the root of maybe your body is missing some minerals. Maybe we, you know, we don't, we don't address it. We can't get to the root. So really that root of the relationship with yourself, being honest with yourself, your body always keeps the score. That tracking, when you're tracking and that app doesn't, that's just a little piece for the coaches to help, but your body keeps the score. Yeah. Yes. I was literally going to ask you, I was like, I was going to ask, what's the saying that you always say, Christy? Yes. The body keeps the score. Yeah. Hey guys, I hope you're getting so much value out of the show. If you are loving it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified when future episodes are released. And if you would take the next 30 seconds to leave a review, that would mean the world to me. And you can literally do it right now while you're listening to the show. Okay. Now let's get back to it. Uh, I love it. So good. Well, what's also something, do you have any other thoughts on food, food guilt or social guilt that you would leave people with or tips? Okay. Yeah. One more social guilt thing, because I I feel like this has been a lot with clients too, is when you are in a cut and you really are, you have a goal, like you really are on this goal. And, um, but you are scared to take your own food with you because that can be awkward, right? It can be socially awkward. Um, I have two things to say about that. First is I kind of get it. I'll say, I'll, I'll give some, I'll give some clients some, okay, I do get it. It can be a little awkward. The, the options with that would be to go in and pretty much say, you're not really hungry. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of nibble. Uh, the other option is to go in, this is who I am. This is where I am. And really, if you ever sit back and think, and this is when I had my epiphany, I was getting ready for a show and I was worried about, started to worry about like what people were going to think because I was taking my food with me here and I was taking my food with me there. And I thought, when did I start to care about what other people thought of me more than more than I care about myself. This is something that means something to me. And if, if, if my social peers around me, because not all of our social peers are true friends, let's just be honest. We never really know who our true friends are until we're down on our back. That's when you know who your true friends are, but our social peers, why do we care more about what they think of us than our own goals and well-being for ourselves? Right? Like that was a really huge epiphany. And I, I, I encourage and want to 
really challenge people to have that deep thought because at the end of the day, that night's going to come and go. Are they really going to care what, what you ate and drank? No, no, they're really not. Yeah. 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 I, I love that too. Like it's, at the end of the day, it's like, are why do we care so much? And like, yeah, yeah, sometimes like, you know, what we we teach with our like programs is like, yeah, you don't have to be the person to bring your own Tupperware to the party or right. something like that. Like there's there is all always something you can find or other things you can do where like have your protein shake before you get there and then mm-hmm. have some of the veggie tray. And like there's other yep. things like that where you don't have to literally be the Tupperware girl bringing in your own meal. But what the heck if you even if you wanted to be like you know, why do we care? And like with you, with, um, with competing, like mm-hmm. Chrissy has competed in several shows and like crushes, but she, you know, it's like when you're, if you're to that level, like, yeah, there's going to be another requirement of you. That's like, yeah, you will, you will probably end up being like the Tupperware girl. Like, yeah, well, I'm gonna choose my own meals. It- and on top of it, I'm just going to be really frank when you um, compete and do this and you are a mom, there is, um, I, there is, I was told two different times by people that I'm not friends with that I was very selfish that I, that I did this for myself. So it's all, another topic we're going to breeze into here in a minute, but I was told that, Oof. and I could have let that affect me and be like, oh, well maybe I am. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm selfish, but guess what? I'm, I'm very <laughs> present for my children. I am very present and very happy for my kids. So whatever. Oh my gosh. On that topic. Um, I was just listening to another podcast talking about this and that's such a scarcity mindset of no, you can either compete in a bodybuilding show or be a good mom. Like it's the, Mm. it's the, or mentality. And it's whenever you catch yourself thinking, or it's such a scarcity mentality. Like, Oh, I can have, be a really successful business woman or a good mom. Like there's no way I can be a present mom and a successful businesswoman. But they're like, that's not a truth. Where did we learn that? Like, that's maybe you experienced that because maybe your great aunt or whatever was not a great present mom and businesswoman or whatever your experience was usually, you know, develops what we believe and what we think is true. But that's not a world truth. That's not like a universal truth that you can't be both. And so switching it to, yeah, I can compete in bodybuilding shows if I want to, because that's a passion of yours, Christy, and be a very present good mom. It's like finding that like a lot of times we have, we feel like we have to choose this or that. And that's such a scarcity mindset versus, you know what, I can have this and that. And even another example, like financially, um, you know, it's like being like, oh, I can go on the vacation or I can fix my car. It's like, Mm. why not both? Why not both? Why Why can't you fix your car and go on vacation? And some people will be like, well, I don't, because I don't have the funds, but then ask yourself the question, how can I get the funds? So it opens your mind up instead of going, oh, it's going to have to be this or that. Like we just found out, Justin and I just found out both of our cars need $3,500 worth of work on them. And I'm like, well, I guess it's the cars or this. I'm like, no, it's not. Why did I just say that? We can do both. I'm like, we can do both. I just have to open my mind up to how can I make more money? What else can I do? Like, let me, you know, like, where can we pull this? So it's like opening yourself up to that. And I love that you bring up the mom guilt piece. We're going to go there Mm -hmm. in a second. One other example I wanted to give for the food guilt or social guilt part of like not worrying what other people think about you. I just had this happen at, um, it was actually an engagement party over the weekend. Was that this past weekend? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, it was an engagement party turned into a wedding, a surprise wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were like, it's our engagement party. And then literally she's like walking down in her white dress. And we're like, what? Um, But at the engagement party, I didn't want to drink that night. And it was like fancier and like, 
you know, just kind of social hour for to start and whatever. And it's like one of those situations where I feel the most inclined to drink because it's just like, what do you do with your hands? Like, you know, it's just kind of, you know, and so, but I, I was like, I really don't feel like drinking though, other than the awkwardness part of like, maybe I should throw one or two back, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just got a bubbly water in a glass and with lime and lemon and a straw. And it looks like some kind of mixed drink, right? Like it didn't look like anything, you know, beyond some probably would have thought it was mixed drink. And when we were talking, Justin and I were talking with another couple and my, you know, whatever self was like, Oh, what are you guys drinking? Not thinking, Oh, they're probably going to ask what I'm drinking next. If I ask what they're drinking. And so, you know, just creating conversation over here. And I was like, oh, what are you guys drinking? As soon as I asked it, I'm like, well, now, of course, they're going to now they're going to ask what I'm drinking. And so they said, oh, look, the woman was like, oh, just some white wine. And the guy, I don't know, he had like a Moscow mule or whatever. And I, and I was they were like, what about you? And I was like, oh, I'm just a soda water. Totally. And I was like, why did I just ask this? But then <laughs> she she goes, oh, yeah, like, I don't I don't know why I'm drinking. Like, I don't really usually drink. And I was like, literally, my thought was like, how many people care yep. so much about what other people think. Like, and she probably wouldn't have told me that if I hadn't, you know, if it hadn't come up, but I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't let like the peer pressure of the situation affect what I actually wanted to do. Like, even though I put kind of shot myself in the foot by asking the question (laughs) about (laughs) the drinks, but it just goes to show it's like, we need to care less about like the, the social awkwardness or what other people think at the end of the day, it's like, are you happy with the choices that you're making? So, so, and I have to say this before we cross over because, um, this client will know, she will know I'm calling her out, but you know, when you go, when you are, you know, not a mom and you're single and you're living that life and you start to go out, you know, on a Thursday or a Friday and there's events, especially with holidays around the holidays coming up and well, I, well, I have to, because we're all in a group and we're all doing it. Da, 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 da. Really? Because this is, this is how I take it. You could have one drink in your hands for a good hour or two sip on it. Nobody knows if you've downed five or six or they they have no idea. And if they do, if they're looking at you that closely, you might want to reevaluate the creepiness of that because that's a little <laughs> creepy. <laughs> reevaluate the creepiness. Of yeah. that. <laughs> you know, like somebody's yes. being that observant of how many you're drinking, like you can pick up a drink, you can sip, you can make that last, you can spread that out. You don't have to go and down. Well, I have to drink five or six because that's what we're doing. Do you or do you just want to? Yes. Right? So then then you got to go back and be real with yourself. How bad do you want to love on yourself? How bad do you want to make the changes that you want? Do you want it or do you not? And if you don't, you can't beat yourself up about it. You have to be more honest with yourself. If you really want those six drinks, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well, then that's on you, right? That's on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge differentiation of, you know, it's like, if you want to make that choice, that is your choice to make. You are allowed mm-hmm. to, but you don't have, it doesn't, it's, it's taking, um, turning it from the victimhood of I have to, it's everyone's mm-hmm. doing it. No, you have the power to make the choice. And if that's your choice, cool. Good for you. I hope you right. enjoy yourself while you're doing that Thursday, Friday, what, Saturday. What they don't have the choice to do is what I say to myself. I'm giving people some private coaching thoughts right now, like personal <laughs> coaching thoughts. What they don't have the right to do is to continue to do that for a month and then get mad or upset or emotional or complain that their weight has gone up when they know why. You can't choose to do that and expect results, right? On a constant basis. If you're being consistent with your alcohol, you can't you can't then complain 
why am I not losing? Well, you made the choice about four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't let you, I'm not giving you permission to do that. You know what I mean? Like you got to own it. You got to own it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's, again, it's your choice to make, just own, own yep. whichever one you want to make. Um, it, yep. it comes down to priorities. Um, I would love for you to talk more too on the, um, on the mom guilt piece kind of yes. starting, you can even talk with your own experience. Where do you experience most of your self-inflicted mom guilt or others inflicted mom guilt? Okay. So I will say, I think that where I threw my mom guilt out <laughs> the window, um, was because I really do love what I do. And I, and, and that is, um, just to, just to be personal about it. I have, um, dealt with depression and anxiety for, for many years. And this is my medicine, right? Training is my medicine, right? So, um, I don't allow anybody to make me feel guilty, um, for taking an hour or even two, if I want, um, to get done what I need to do, because that makes me a better mother. So I threw that guilt out the window, you know, having kids, years ago, because I knew that this is what okay. I need to do. That doesn't mean that I haven't heard. I have had criticism um, from just people, brand, you know what I mean? Just people thinking that they can voice their opinion and it matters. The, the funny part to me now is it doesn't matter. So, uh, so but this is what I want to say. This is my evaluation of me being a mom and being at gymnastics practice with my daughter. She's got, she has gymnastics twice a week and my son has golf uh, one to two nights a week. Okay. So this is what we do. Um, when you look at that, well, and I have to say this too, uh, Gabriel also was in T-ball uh, when he was smaller. And so I did a lot of evaluating of a lot of parents, especially in baseball. Baseball, it's it's uh, huge. Here's what ends up happening. From my perspective, this is what ends up happening. Parents subconsciously give up on themselves. They really do. And they begin to live through their children because it is rewarding. I'm not going to lie. When my, uh, when my kids do something like Gabe got a medal last week and it, there's like this euphoric feeling, right? Like, yes. you know, you're, 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 you know what I mean? Like you're raising this beautiful creature to be, you know, successful when you celebrate with them, right? There's something beautiful with that, but why do we stop? Because we're older. Why do I have to stop celebrating myself? Why, when did we think that because we have children that we have to live through our children. And I, this is why I think we do it. We do it because this, it's acceptable to society. Oh, that's a great parent. That's a great parent. Look at you being selfless. You're dying to yourself. Meanwhile, you're over here, 50 pounds on you and you're miserable with life, trying to pretend like you're happy. Yay for my kiddos. And you're sinking. Mm -hmm. How is that celebrating anything? That is not a celebration that is not a celebration. So it's winding in the balance. And I'll be honest with you. If, if, um, if I didn't have time for me to get my workout in and to take care of myself, I would absolutely take those two nights a week and turn it into one night a week for, for, for both sports with my children, because it's balanced because let's be honest, most kids, most parents think their kids, <laughs> I hate saying this, but it's so true. Most parents think their kids are going to be super successful, especially in softball and baseball. I don't know what it is, but it's like, oh, my kid's going to be, you know, the next professional baseball player. And they they just know it, right? So they throw all this money in. And listen, my very best friend owns uh, her own fast pitch company. So I know the money that is dumped in mm -hmm. to put in to invest in our children. And they really think that it, I mean, it's most children 
90% of them that all this money is being poured into and poured into and poured into, it's just going to be a memory to them. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. a memory, a childhood memory. So that's when I say, well, where were your memories? Where were your memories raising your kids? Were you also happy? Did you have time mm -hmm. for yourself? Was there a balance? W was there a balance? Because I'll tell you right now, if if we go tomorrow night to the gymnastics center and one of the coaches comes up to me and says that, you know, my daughter has potential to go to the Olympics, right? Awesome. Guess what though? I'm still going to, I'm still going to do me. We're going to make mm -hmm. it work. We are going to mm -hmm. make it work. Right. So I really think that when we're sitting there on the bleachers and everybody's eating their snacks and gossiping, because let's all be real. That's all that's going on in those bleachers <laughs> while our kids are up there practicing. It is some <laughs> funny gossip. We're talking about so-and-so's dad and so-and-so's mom and what they did and what she did. And her kid's not as good as my kid. It's all happening. I'm just being really honest. <laughs> it's all happening. I love and you. I, and, and since the choice there is, and I'm telling you, I do this because I just can't. I get up and I typically when I don't need to have my eyes on my children, like just say they're like doing the same, like for Bella, they're doing the same tumbling thing over and over and over. I go out, I go walk around the building. Like that time that I'm sitting there in the bleachers gossiping, guess what? Ta-da, there's time for me. There's time mm -hmm. for me to get up and go walk in and, and be active. Oh, guess what? I can take some protein snacks with me. I can be social. I can be friendly. I can say, hey. But if you're going to talk about me because I'm not sitting at the bleachers gossiping, guess what? They're going to talk about you anyway. They're going to talk yeah. about you whether you're sitting there or whether you're not. So you just got to do yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So what I love even your mentality of like, like if Bella comes to come to find out, she gets an offer to go to the Olympics. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you're like, it's not, or it's not that, or I choose me. It's like, okay, that's awesome. And I'm also going to continue to choose me too. Mm -hmm. And that's where, I mean, I grew up in the dance space and I can't tell you how many, you know, dance moms I've talked to even in the past several months. And and one of the common themes um, in competition dance, which we know is not cheap, same thing as like the softball baseball yeah. world of like, it is, it is an investment into your children. And we, we all know, I actually, like I went to school and danced at school and that space is so saturated. Like the chances of me making it to, you know, really high levels is very slim because it's so saturated. Right. But my parents invested in me in that and I appreciate it. And like, those things are all good and well, like they're great things, even if your kids don't make it big time, but to not choose that or you, it has to be the, and you. And that's where a lot of moms, I mean, I've talked to so many who they're like, they're, they feel guilty. They literally use the word guilt and in investing in themselves because they feel guilty, not investing that into their family. And, and almost, I think it's even a mindset shift of like, at the end of the day, if it was just investing into you and your family doesn't benefit from it at all, it's still valuable and important. Mm -hmm. But if you can even shift your mindset of investing into you is actually going to benefit your family. Like I guarantee Christy, like if you weren't doing the things you're doing for yourself, oh. you would not be as good or present. I as would a not be in a good place. Yeah. I, yeah. I would, I would probably be heavily medicated. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yep. trying to balance it all. It It's too much. And, you know, this brings up another truth too. If you really get down to the raw end of it, if people really want to be real honest with themselves and do some soul searching, <clears throat> is it that you feel guilty for investing in yourself because you're not investing in your family just because you genuinely feel guilty? Or do you feel guilty because you're worried about what people are going to think of you mm -hmm. that you're, oh, she's being selfish. Do you know what I mean? It's if you really look at it a lot of times, it's all about, oh, 
well, what, what do my mother-in-law think? What will my mom and dad think? Well, they think I'm being selfish. Oh, that's a lot of money to invest in me. But you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not trying to say it. If we're gonna we're gonna talk about stigmas and cliches, how many how many dads? And I know I know there's plenty of moms that golf, but how many dads go and blow a ton of money on golf because it's fun it's fun to do? But yet, mom's over here and she's got to take care of the kids. I mean, it's not right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's finding. It's finding joy in the journey. It's not, well, when the kids get, when the kids are grown, then I'll do me. Do you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. joy in the journey now. And when you really cut out what people, what you think people are going to think of you, because just because you think people are going to think that of you, honestly, you don't, you don't know that. You don't know they're going to think that about you. At the end of the day, they could be like, wow she's really turned like a new leaf. What's going on there? You know what I mean? Good for her. Mm-hmm. She's taking care of herself. I'll be honest. I, I don't know how you feel, Megan, with, um, if you go back to your younger years and you think about how your parents invested in you, um, but would you have found it selfish if you would have found your mom and dad in the gym Mm-mm. nightly? Right? Like my daughter and Gabriel, they love working out. Like they love it. And it's not like they're, they're having fun on the equipment, you know, they're kind of, you know what I mean? But they love it. I mean, it's to the point at some days where it's like, are we, are we working out today, mom? You know what I mean? Like you, you Mm -hmm. make them a part of the journey and then they see mom is active and guess what? They're going to remember that forever. That's a conditioning that you're teaching them. Yeah. Well, and even to that point, like you, if, with, if you are becoming so wrapped up in just the kid, like that's where also when you become that empty nester, so many women like, and parents, but like just lose themselves of like, I have no idea what to do, who I am without my kid under my wing, because Mm -hmm. it's become so much your identity versus having those other things that are just you. Like, I think it's just, it's so amazing. Like you, you love the bodybuilding world and you have that and your exercise and activity and like your walks and you have your you things that Mm -hmm. are completely unrelated to the kids. Like, and it's not, it doesn't have to be this or that it's, and you are doing, you're doing both. Um, and then even just like with the mom guilt of like investing in yourself, that's where I find a part of that too, to your point, a lot of it's fear-based and actually the, the guilt is because fear of fear of what others will think, fear of people or fear of yourself failing because you're worried that you're not going to be able to do it or it's not going to work for you or fear of wasting your money. And like, there's that fear part of things, or there's also the fear of success too, which sounds yep. backwards or weird, but it's like when you're used to, like, we, we love, we're creatures of habit and we love what's comfortable and you don't know what that success looks like. So like some people genuinely are like fearful of making more money or being more fit and healthy and looking like a hot badass mom because they don't mm-hmm. want the other moms to get jealous or talk about them on the bleachers. Like there's all these things that it's just becomes way too easy to stay comfortable and where we're at, but we're really not happy and comfortable. It's just familiar to us. So we think yeah. we're, it's like a false comfort. Um, so I think even part of that, even wrapped up in some of the guilt is actually like very much fear-based too. Very much, very much. And, and what is the, you know, there's even sweatshirts that say it comfort kills, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I'm not going to say it, it can, it can kill your spirit slowly when all of a sudden you feel like, cause what will end up happening is you're going to look back and, and go, why did I never do that? Everybody mm-hmm. wants to feel better in their skin. Everybody wants to be healthier. And, mm-hmm. um, 
I, you know, I, I, if I, I wish so much if I could do anything, you know, I feel like there's pageant girls who go, I just want world peace. You know, they used to always say that uh, growing up, I'd always watch these pageants and they would always want world peace. And it's like, I wish so much I could take out shame and guilt, like I, just for a week and see how different the world would be. If we could all be true to ourselves, if we could mm. really all just be true to ourselves how different our life would be. And that's the journey that I've been on. Because listen, as much as I'm even saying, uh, you know, this part of my life, I, I feel like I have really nipped as far as caring what people think. But there's other parts of my life that I'm still working on, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's like sometimes I was like, I wish I could just wipe that out. Like, why does it have to even be a thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's so true. It's like in certain areas we're like, oh yeah, we're the pros. We don't care what people think. Right. And then other areas of our life we're like, oh no, I still really care. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There is definitely, oh, yeah. Too, right. too much. Yeah. My too husband much. all the time says to that, why do you care? And I'm like, because I do. And it's, and, and that'll, that comes down to just like general things that are completely different for fitness related. Yeah. 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 Well, even yeah. like that's, I mean, I love what you said too, of like, you do have to put yourself like flash forward 50 years and think back, like, will you be like, fear is probably not something that's going to like, whatever you accomplish 50 years from now or don't accomplish, it's not going to be thanks to fear. It's going to be thanks to you, you empowering yourself and making a choice mm -hmm. to do something that was actually probably scary for you to do. No one looks back and goes like, oh, that fear really just propelled me so far. Like, I'm so glad where I, I know it really took me places. Yeah. Listening to the fear. And I mean, <laughs> like I've had those, those mistakes and things that like could very well have like completely paralyzed me from taking next steps of, I mean, investments I've made Justin and I like years ago, um, shoot, probably like six years ago or more now, but, you know, made an investment in something that, I mean, we tapped into 401k, like for this, like endeavor that we were in, like, we were paying that for a long time. And like, mm -hmm that could have very much stunted me from investing into future coaches and things like that. And I've, and then like the next coach that I came across that I wanted to invest into, it was actually like a fifth of, of what I've paid for other coaches now, but it was like such a scary next step. Cause I was like, what if we waste this money again? Like, what if, what if, you know, it's like, but you have to ask yourself, what if it works? What if I grow from this? And I will say I've had some coaches who were better than others. Some I didn't learn as much from as I did others. But even the ones that I would say were like lower on the totem pole, I still became a better person, even if I didn't get as much quote unquote out of it, because I took that next step. And then that propelled me to the next step. And even that one like bad choice and investment that we made a while back, I don't even know that I would have cho chosen to invest it in the other things that I have if we hadn't done that. Like, I think it, it's, it was a stepping stone, even if it was like in a lot of people's eyes could be seen as a quote unquote failure it was a stepping stone in a way. Like I still was choosing action after that, but I could have very much been paralyzed by that because of that perceived failure. So I think it's like also opening your mind up to, yes, it could, what if it goes South? What if it doesn't work? Yep. You're right. It might not, but what if it does? And what like, if it does. what if it does? Like you have to think, open your mind up and ask yourself questions versus making statements, asking yourself, how can I make this work? What can I do to make more money? How can I be here for Bella and my kids and also do a bodybuilding show? How can I versus there's no way I have that time. I don't have that much money. I don't, those are all statements. It's like the questions open yourself up to the possibilities of, of both. Um, which I think even back to the mom guilt thing is like, we feel like we have to choose or you feel like you're selfish if you choose yourself because it feels like you're not choosing your kids, but that's not true. 
Yeah. Because only your, your kids, you know, what it comes down to at the end of the day, it's really not about what other people think about you and your children's relationship. I know the truth of how I'm parenting by when I'm looking in my kids' eyes and the relationship that we have and what I'm sewing into them. Do you, do you know what I mean? That says everything to me, right? That's that's everything. So really it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It's what goes on behind those closed doors. So you know if you're nurturing into your children, right? And sometimes you can you can give so much of yourself that you don't even nurture behind closed doors because you're constantly set burnout. You're constantly in burnout mode. You know, I mean- I, I think any mother would be lying at this point because I, I'm just going to be really honest and I, I really feel like more moms should speak up. But there have been seasons um, where I've had to really put myself in check because I would be angry, like irritable, agitated. Mm-hmm. And then that those are the times when, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not agitated with the kids as much as I should be right now. I'm agitated with myself right now because I'm not, I haven't showed up for me. I haven't showed up for me this week. Oh, that's why I'm so angry that she won't put her shoes away in the closet. Do you know what I mean? Like when you get like, oh my gosh, I said, put your clothes, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I get it. You know what? I haven't, it's been three days and I haven't even had any me time. It's been all about blah, 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 blah. And then you realize, okay, okay. I just need a little me time. And then I'm, that won't be so, it won't be such a catastrophic big deal that her shoes are not in her closet. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Well, what would be your, um, what would be your advice for anyone listening who, um, moms or on the food, social guilt spectrum, um, but especially just, towards the, the mom guilt, what would be some of your advice for them? Some takeaways, some takeaways. I think if, um, I really feel if you really can set down in your own thoughts, even if after listening to this, you could just sit in some silence. If I don't know if you're listening to this going down the road or, you know, maybe some cleaning, whatever you're doing. And really think, why is investing in myself to become the better version of myself such a scary thing? Why, why is this so scary to me? Why, like, really get down to the hard truths, even if it's p- pulling out a pin. Because at the end of the day, I, I tell you, I don't, I have not, in my experience in doing this over twenty some years, I have never met anybody that says, "Man, I regret ever doing this." I have never met anyone regret sewing into themselves because this is something you're going to laugh because I say it a lot, but this is something that's a savings account. It's a physical savings account for your future. It so is. And I, I, I think about it all the time. You know, when I'm 65, um, I have a mother-in-law, I have a mother-in-law who is 65 years old in a nursing home. You hear me? That is so, no, I am investing in my future right now so that that is not going to be me. Do you see what I mean? So I've never yeah. met anybody go, man, I really regret. I would rather be on that end of it. I would rather be on this end, maybe going, well, maybe I'm a little too much than being in a nursing home at 65 going, wow, maybe I should have took better care of myself. Yes. Oh, hundred percent flash forward 50 years, guys. Yeah. Do that. That'll coming. be enough to light a fire it's, under your butt. Yes. Cause it's coming. <laughs> there is nothing we can do to stop it. So it really comes down to, do you want to be the, where do you want to be? Do you want to be 65 and healthy or 65 living in regret? Because that's going to be true regret. Investing in yourself today, I've never met anyone to, that will regret it. It's 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 never, never, ever been a regret. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. 
Well, Christy, thank you. Um, guys, this is our, this is our motivational tough love yeah. coach. So I was like, this is, I want her on for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, but no, and all her little, her little quotes and stuff. I'm like, I, you hit a couple of them today on, on this episode, but I'm like, they're so good. Invest in yourself, your, you know, think of your health and fitness and your body as that, um, banking, you know, and the last one, and I know that this may be cliche, but it is so very true. And I'm sure many people have probably heard this, but if you have it, you need to hear it. You cannot put the oxygen tank on someone else when you don't have oxygen yourself, right? If you don't do something to take care of yourself now, I am not going to be able to be the best wife, the best mother, the best friend, the best daughter. I'm not going to be able to show up for all these things because I'm drowning inside, right? And the reason that we drown inside is because we overextend ourselves. So, and it's, and at the end of the day, it's just an hour out of your day. And then you're learning nutrition skills throughout the day. That's you're going to carry that with you for the rest of your life. Right. It's, it's such a win-win. It's such a win-win. Yeah. So get rid of the guilt guys, get rid of the guilt, the fear, fear, shame, and guilt hold us back. Those are things that are not going to propel us forward. So if you catch yourself feeling guilty about something, like, just like Christy said, sit back and reflect on like, why am I guilt? Do I feel guilt about this thing? Cause it's not going to help propel you forward. So we got to get to the root of it to figure out what's going on there. So you can move forward. Okay. And I know we're wrapping this up, but I just really have to plug this in because I just, <laughs> I just really feel it in my heart. Um, showing up for your future self is huge. It, 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 this is huge. I wish that I would have came to this realization years ago. I'm 47 and just started to realize this over the course of these last few years. I've been, you know, in this whole growth journey myself and showing up, doing something every day that your future self is going to thank you for. You cannot lose with that. And if, and if you really want to take that down socially, I will say this, when you go to a party that's good for the moment. That is not your, so that's, that's doing nothing for your future self, right? That's just good for the moment to pass time. So what I would say is this, get those, it, it, you definitely want to be social and connect with people, but there's also a lot of, you could waste so much time being social that when you be, when you, your future self arrives, none of those people are around you anymore. And you're sitting over here going, I lost myself. What happened to me? So just something to think about, because I wish I would have thought about that years ago. And so I I love that now, like even before I go places now, like, yes, if I have the free time to do that, I will. But if I haven't sewn into my future self yet, I'm not going to be there. Got other things to do. So. So good. So good. Wisdom, motivation queen. Yes. Well, guys, as always, I hope this was helpful. Christine and I were like, you know what? We're just going to hop on and talk about guilt and have fun talking about it. Um, But I hope this helps you guys. And as always, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Muscle Makeover. I hope you're getting so much value out of it. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and share this podcast so we can reach more people and impact more lives. Also, take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to your stories, and tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have a question or comment about the show, feel free to message me. My social media handles are in the show notes. Make it an amazing day, you guys. And remember, you are loved and you are worthy just as you are.